in my mind, and we all come from different perspectives, but having um, been a part of the O.J. Simpson trial, and I do not mean as a participant in the courtroom, but I was in the courtroom every day of that trial, uh, the criminal trial and the civil trial. The criminal trial was in 1994 and 95, and then the civil trial was in 1997. Um, but in the criminal trial, which was certainly the most heavily covered by the news media, um, what really uh, escaped and I think was distorted so much uh, for, for the public was um, who the presiding judge really was and what his intentions were. Uh, his name was um, Lance Ito, and he became a caricature the news media turned him into the, the La La Land judge. And I say they turned him into that because <laughs> that is not what he was. He was a serious, deliberative jurist. He was selected specifically to preside over that case because of his depth of knowledge of the law and the even-handedness in which he applied that in his courtroom. And um, what the public saw on their TV screens and what was going on in the courtroom were two different things. I think the long-term impact of the O.J. Simpson trial um, was really the trivialization uh, and, and presentation for entertainment of really serious legal cases in which quite often uh, life and death is at stake, or certainly life and death was the issue of the case. Uh, this, this is something I tried to point out in a, a book that I wrote. It was published years later um, in 2008 uh, about the effect that news coverage of that case had on public perception and the, and the news media's treatment of uh, cases like that. Um, I really believe the public was the loser, but I have to say I am a strong and ardent supporter of cameras in the courtroom. Sounds like a, a contradiction, doesn't it? Um, and I'm glad to explain to anybody my rationale. Um, I go back to my grounding as a journalist, and that is the people's right to know. The people do have a right to know what is going on in a courtroom. The courtrooms belong to the public. Uh, yes, judges are the referees and they call the shots, and it is certainly uh, up to judges to maintain uh, decorum uh, and to ensure that all parties have as fair a trial as possible. The public needs to see that. Unfortunately, the manner in which the majority of cases are covered and the majority of the states allow camera coverage or not in courtrooms enables the news media to present something other than what is happening in the courtroom. And the reason, there's a, there's a big reason they want to do that, uh, and that is because they want people to watch them. Ratings are paramount uh, for the news media, and uh, they have to make them 
entertaining so people will watch. Uh, the vast majority of people have no idea how uh, laborious and boring court cases, uh, court proceedings really are. Uh, it's full of legal terms and uh, motions and um, kind of sidetracking, sidebar conferences and so forth. All of that has to be edited out or interpreted in such a way that, number one, people can understand, but number two, that they really want to stay tuned to it. Very few people know that the state of Florida uh, not only allows cameras, the news media have a right to cover court cases with cameras. Um, and uh, to, to me, they do it the right way. The camera is there as just another set of eyes. The media don't control the camera. Uh, and, and that's what I think would be ideal for every courtroom, that every courtroom is equipped with a stationary camera, maybe uh, mounted on a wall, uh, that gets the uh, entirety of the well of the courtroom, the, that is the part that's inside the rail where the attorneys, the defendants, and the uh, court clerk, the court reporter sit, and then the bench where the judge uh, sits. And it's a static shot. Uh, the camera does not zoom, it doesn't uh, pan, uh, it's just a static shot. And the uh, footage be made available to the news media, and they can edit that footage any way they want to, but they can't become so creative that they, uh, that they edit in drama where drama doesn't exist. Uh, and that's the, the way I think cameras should cover uh, court cases. There certainly are times when the cameras either uh, should not be rolling or uh, when a certain things should be blurred or blocked out. And we're talking about when there are children, minors, uh, who are witnesses or for whatever reason would be in a shot, um, and uh, undercover uh, law enforcement people, and things of that nature. There are certainly times in which uh, there should be measures taken, but that doesn't mean you just don't allow cameras in the courtroom at all. Um, so that that's why I think cameras should be there, but they should be managed properly, uh, by my definition, um, and, um, uh, and, and I really think that would go a long way to help inform the public, but on the other hand, not let the media be in control of what they want the public to see. The book I wrote uh, that was published in 2008, uh, Anatomy of a Trial, Public Loss Lessons Learned from the People versus O.J. Simpson was very well received uh, so far as reviews are concerned. Um, almost all of the reviews were very favorable uh, and they were done by members of the media, um, uh, court uh, officials, judges, uh, um, um, law associations, um, uh, and as well as just the general people who review books. Uh, and on a personal basis, people I talked to also, uh, for the most part, had a very favorable take on it. Some people 
a couple of, of uh, folks who are in the court media news business, other court information officers, a couple of judges thought that I was being a, an Edo apologist. Uh, I can't change their, their perception, um, but that's an honest answer. For the most part, people are, were amazed. They, they had no idea that um, some of the things occurred uh, uh, that did occur or why some of the things occurred as they did. I, I just think that this so-called war on drugs was really a war on people of color. The, the court cases were almost all black people and to a lesser extent um, Hispanic or Latinos. <clears throat> um, and part of that I think is because of the laws that uh, were applied differently for the types of drugs that were um, uh, used and sold by people who lived in the inner city versus uh, people uh, who lived in the suburbs, i.e. black versus white affluent. Um, crack cocaine had far harsher sentences um, than um, powdered cocaine. And I could see, I could just see the difference in the way uh, defendants were charged and um, sentenced in those cases. Uh, I, I just think this war on drugs was was just an abomination all the way around. And to charge people for, for possession or use, there's no violence. There's no uh, infringing on other people, no assaults, nothing uh, except what they're doing to themselves. And of course, by extension to their families. But to me, treatment is the way to go with that uh, rehabilitation in a way that um, negates uh, people's need not only to use but to use use drugs as a, a means of income. Poverty, I think, really lies at the base of the majority of the, the drug problems in this country. Uh, leading up to what is now an opioid epidemic. Um, I don't know that that can be included, but certainly in the uh, 80s and 90s. Uh, it's just an abysmal failure so far as I'm concerned.